welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. I think I might have just said something. Maybe I'm Mike in some kind of primitive unknown monkey language. Yeah, a primitive sort yeah. of hominid language that, that I may have is either lost said to that time. Or, or I was like, I have a really small penis. I think I might have said that too. It's mm. possible. I got a thin dick problem. Well, you just yeah, I got that. Yeah, you said in proto hominid, I have a thin dick problem. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds right. That's funny. I forget. I think that's from uh, Deuce Bigelow, uh, European Gigolo. If I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's the first one. I don't remember where the (laughs) cops chasing him around, and every time he sees me, he's like, "Does this look abnormal to you?" And he keeps dropping his pants, and he's like, stop showing me your dick. And the guy's like, I got a thin dick problem. Oh, my God. Probably one of the funniest things that Rob Schneider's ever done, and that was before he became um, some kind of fucking conspiracy theorist weirdo. Oh, God, yeah. I remember really enjoying, because I I worked at Blockbuster for a while as Mm -hmm. an assistant manager. This was in, like... um, uh, well, you're dating yourself when you see this. Any of us who know who Blockbuster was, we got it. I, I worked at one in Bethesda, Maryland. And um, so I was given access to a ton of movies for free. Not like the keep, you know, but like I got like something like four free rentals a week. Nice. Um, and I got first grabs at new releases as long as they well, were available. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. We got to watch new releases um, the day they, they dropped uh, for free. Only one nice. of those, though, as I recall. I don't remember exactly how it worked. I think we even had early access, but I don't know for sure if that's true of new releases because of legal matters, because there's a certain release date. Because as I recall, you could come into the store and you could buy a copy of, let's say, Fight Club before mm-hmm. it released. But the, the price of a DVD would have been like literally a thousand five hundred, something like fifteen hundred dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, you could look it up in the system. But once it released, it was available for whatever, 17 bucks. You know, so but anyway, I got lots of free rentals, so I got to watch a lot of cool movies as a result of that. So, I, I, you know, when you have that kind of access and it's new, it's not like today with Netflix where you have such an overload that you stop caring. This was new and and novel to me. So I I oftentimes think about that, like how excited we would get like when my when my mom worked for um, like a place that rented videos Mm -hmm. Uh, it, was, it was an appliance store, but they also had video rentals there. Uh, and she would come home and like we'd see the brown, you know, clamshell case. Nice. And be like, oh, my God, mom got a movie. What is it? You know, we get so excited yeah. uh, for those for those times. Yep. And like now I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll just I'll just catch it on Netflix, whatever, man. Then I can pause it and, <laughs> and like and everything else. And I don't have to worry about keeping it on a shelf somewhere. Right. It's funny because I remember those trips to the old school, you know, either either like there was one in a uh, 
a pharmacy in in Hummelstown that I now think is closed. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. There was a which place pharmacy? That, I can't remember. I cannot remember. I was going to say because the because there there's one pharmacy in Hummelstown that I know of that's close to the square and it's it's been there forever. What's it called? Um, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, neither do I. I really don't. Yeah, it's. I weird. really don't remember the name of it, but yeah. I, I think it's probably the one you were talking about. Probably, it's next to a doctor's office. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. We're thinking of the same place. Like, like a half a block up from the square or something ridiculous like that. It's real close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll remember it tomorrow at like three in the morning or something. Yeah. Um, but so. You could go into the little near right near the pharmacy. There was like maybe maybe I'd say a hundred, maybe five hundred possible selections, including a nice selection of Nintendo games, and that was something that you couldn't find anywhere else. True. So I was there like weekly. Just oh man, I got this, got that. I got to play so many games, and and you know me, I'm a game fanatic. Um, I'm not really myself if i'm not gaming i guess uh it's just one of my core <laughs> core you know relaxation activities like i don't I never care. had a nintendo until i was older um i just you know i think it's because my dad you know owned a software company um i've never talked about that that's gonna be my story for the week we're gonna talk about my dad's All old right. store yeah so my dad ran a store which i would prefer to keep um Unnamed because I don't want his name in we'll any call way. Tom's dad's store. That's exactly. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It started out as a mailing uh, mail-in service for you know distributing software, pornography, like operating no, systems. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I did. I did not mean that. <laughs> please, please, please. It was please. just we're a joke. About my, we're talking about my fucking dad here. It was here. just please. a joke. I know, and anybody Tread who knows him carefully. would know that that is absolutely like the last no. fucking thing you could possibly think. No, you. The problem <laughs> is that you have summoned him now. He'll check out my podcast out of curiosity. <laughs> Hear this episode, and you'll be surprised by him with a pipe wrench at 4 a.m. Because he gets up around is 2. He, is he coming you know. over to fix my plumbing? Um, yeah. Kind as of. As a matter of kind fact. Kind of. He's going to tighten a few bolts, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, he, he it started out, like I said, as a mail service. But he was mailing to everywhere, like all over the world. It was like accounting software and, um, you know, operating systems and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And this is before the days of Windows. This is before the days of even, like, DOS. This stuff you know, was this on, was... like, cassette tapes and floppy yeah. disks and shit. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so at some point, uh, uh, they began to realize that they could actually move into a new house and open up a storefront in the front part of the house. And that was the house that you knew and loved. As I, so, as I still I. do love it. I drive past it I, periodically, and I'm like, oh, so many good memories in that house. So imagine that the uh, downstairs uh, foyer and living room are are now walled off from the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a doorway to the kitchen from the staircase. Going into the kitchen. Okay, I can't. I can't imagine oh. that. You're blowing my mind with I that. I know. 
I know. So uh, there's pegboard up everywhere in the secondary room. And that is full of game stock, like all kinds of video games, accounting software, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there were like center racks and everything and fluorescent lighting above. And the, the front room was office space. There were like three or four desks. And that's where my mom was. Was there and a my guy dad, that was like, I'm going to need my stapler? <laughs> no, no. But there was a, a man who I recall being about nine and a half feet tall. Um, I'm not going to name him, but uh, I, I am actually uh, still in contact with this dude. So he, uh, he worked in, there for your dad? Yeah, they were partners. It's a good thing that the ceilings were high in that house then. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so, yeah. So uh, the living room the in, in my house at that point was the dining room. Hmm. And uh, the upstairs was the same. But yeah, it was it was a completely different house at that point. And then about a year and a half in, my dad's like, "This sucks. I want a bigger house. This this let's take the garage. Like we've got this huge garage, mm-hmm. as you remember. Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I was only in it like and maybe said, three times, but yeah, I remember it. Yeah. So you know, it was like a garage plus another garage stacked long lengthwise together. You know, so this long ass, you know, stone building, um, or not stone, uh, brick, like cinder block, big cinder block. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very utilitarian construction. And so my dad converted that, put everything in the basement, um, and, uh, turned it into an office space and sales floor. Um, their specialty was fixing computers, um, but the gaming thing started to pop and a lot of people had demand for games. So he had a huge wall full of games and I had an Apple computer that could play all of them. So as I recall, the one thing I did a lot was to bug my dad for quote unquote demos. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, did you get any demos? Because he would bring stuff home for me, mm-hmm. and it was legitimately like a demo game. Like, you know, you got to play the first five minutes Kinda of it like or ten minutes of it. Kind of like the ones that they used to send out with PlayStation and stuff. Sure, Back in the exactly. day, you, you get like the first level or two of Tomb Raider because then you'd want to buy it. Exactly. But that was enough for me to be satisfied to play. I mean, you know, uh, usually. But after a while, it became like a habit for me to bug him and say, hey, did you get any demos? And so he would crack every maybe two, three weeks and just dip into his own pocket for uh, a game for me. You know, he'd just he'd just buy one straight up from himself. And bring it home for me and say, I got you a demo. So he, you know, and it it was one of those ways that, like, my dad's way of showing love is is really kind of unique to me. Like, it's not verbal very often. It's very rarely verbal. Usually it's in the form of advice and unexpected gifts. And uh, I love the man for it. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. And one of the greatest gifts my dad can give to me is his laughter. I love making my dad or laugh. Or life. 
Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I'll concede to that as well. But, um, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, but I grew up with this video game house right outside my bedroom, basically. And, you know, I was obsessed with it. I thought I would run the store one day. And at one point, they franchised out into about um, three different stores. I didn't know any um, of this. Yeah, they branched out into about three or four different stores. There was one in Lake Lemoyne. There was one in, I don't know, Carlisle or somewhere like that. I don't remember, um, but for sure. I mean, I was a kid. But then, you know, Walmart pops into the world. Yeah. Starts showing up everywhere. Walmart. Walmart can sell for cheaper than they can buy anywhere else. So it and it's everywhere. So pretty soon they folded up to just one location and then that location had to close. The true story of the and big box while, stores destroying the small business. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, again, if my dad knew I was telling me this, he'd be, he'd be probably very upset, I think. But I don't think that it's anything to be ashamed of. Absolutely I think it's not. A fucking, my dad's a hero to me. You yeah. Know? And uh, um, I think that what he did for his family and putting up with some of the bullshit that he did and running a company. He his advice to me anytime I ever talked about running my own company is don't do it. You will fucking hate it. Anything you think you love about any project like that, if you go into a retail establishment business, you will be miserable because you will spend all your time doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what I understand. And it's true. He worked sometimes 7 days a week. It was unbelievable. We would go camping on weekends, and he would drive from Gettysburg all the way up to his up to his store, work a half day, and come back to the campground by like noon and make dinner, make lunch. Oh man! And he'd do yeah. this Saturday and Sunday. So you know, it was nuts. But but he did what he did for us. Um, you know, and that's when I say that that's how he shows his love. Sweet. It's an awesome dude. Yeah. 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 And, and it took me a long time to appreciate all of this. You know, I think it might've happened to me quicker if I had kids, (laughs) but, uh, but I figured it out. You know, I think my dad's a cool guy. Yeah, I would agree. On top of serving our country also. So, you know. Served our country, served his family. Absolutely. Great story. Absolutely. Great story. Yeah. He couldn't possibly yeah, be a, upset about that. I think that if he wa- listened to the whole thing, he probably would be like, all right, all right, I'll put the knife away. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to kill Mike <laughs> you know. today. Yeah, Dad, Dad listen day. to the whole story before you make your final judgment, It's too please. fucking late, man. You said that afterwards. <laughs> he ain't going like to hear that. <laughs> The likelihood, honestly, the likelihood of my dad sitting and listening to any one of my podcasts is next to nothing because he's just, it's not something he would do, you know? 
it it's not his thing. I can't imagine him sitting there and listening to any audio medium that isn't music for any length of time. <laughs> he he's a TV guy. You know, I'm with you on that visuals. one. Because I couldn't yeah. possibly imagine either of my parents. Like, if it was a Western or a murder mystery or something like that on the TV, let's sit for, sit uh-huh. and watch old episodes of Columbo, you know, <laughs> while we're in the evening time, episodes that they've seen before. I gotta sit here and watch this for two hours, or an hour and a half, or whatever it is, and I'm like, well, first off, I tell everybody, like, my parents and stuff, I'm like, you probably wouldn't find our podcast amusing, because... You know the things that I say that make you cringe and go, oh, I can't fucking yeah. believe it. Like, I say that all the time on these. So, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe shy away from that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine them sitting and listening to a podcast. It'd be like my mom listening to a book on tape. I don't right. like, like she reads, she can sit and read an entire book. Like an entire, you know, 235 page, 335 page. But I just picked 35 as an arbitrary number there. It wasn't, I don't know that's the exact number. She can sit and read <laughs> and read one of them like in less than a day. Me, on the other hand, that would probably take me uh, about a week to read something that size because mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to digest it in smaller chunks. I'd be like, well, to be honest, it would take me longer even still because my ADD has gotten so bad. Well, yeah, that has to be me without any shiny things or noises around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's almost like I almost think someday if I ever have that kind of money, I need a reading room. Yeah. There's no computers. There's no Wi-Fi access. It's kind of soundproofed. Am, it's soundproof. Mm-hmm. And it just has my books and a chair and a lamp. And you know what? How about a fucking globe, too? Because that's some pimp-ass shit. Uh, it's got to be a globe, possibly, that opens up and has liquor inside of it. Oh, perfect. Yes, a globe It bar. still functions as a globe, but has a little hidden surprise. Sp- yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just have to spin it to the right you know position before it opens. I've always fucking wanted, before I tell my story, I've always wanted, like, a secret room. Or, like, uh, a passageway that nobody knows about that I can go to another yes. area of my house. I've been, like, obsessed with that. I know I, I know that it's not going to happen, <laughs> like, ever. But uh, I, I just, like, that's one of those things that when I was a kid I used to dream about. I'd be like, I'll cut a hole in the floor. Nobody will know it's there. And if I want, I can open yeah. it up and drop down into the basement and close it. And I'm like, then you get older and you're like... That would be a weak spot in the floor, and everybody would know it was there because it would <laughs> sag and be weird. And I'm like, that's never going to work. Besides that, I don't want to go down in the basement that way. Plus, I have to fucking cut floor joists in order to do that, and that ain't going to happen. Because <laughs> my fat ass ain't fitting down in between them. You know, it's, it's one of those deals. The reality smacked me in the face. <laughs> yeah, I, before you tell your story, I'd like, as a quick aside, to describe this grow operation I heard about in Kentucky. Um, an underground facility that was growing something like a quarter acres worth of weed. Hmm. And that, that's just an arbitrary number I pulled. I don't know what it, the actual amount was, but it was a large facility. It wouldn't be hard um, for me to imagine an acre when you realize how big an acre is. I mean, if, if you're going to go yeah. underground, you might as well go big. Yeah. Well, all I know is they did go big. There was a, in the basement, there was a false wall that was on hydraulics that pushed away and it was seamless looking. 
because it was the entire wall. And you could just sort of push it aside, like sort of turn it mm-hmm. because it, the, the locks would disengage and it was just on a pivot or something like that. And then they could lock it from the from the other side and and easily unlock it from inside. And that would let them into the facility. And then about whatever the other end of the facility was, there were stairs going up to a fucking boulder on a counterweight that flipped open. That's amazing. Yeah. So they had an escape route if the 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 popo decided to show up. Yeah. You know. I tried digging a foxhole once because I wanted to make an underground room that I could go to. And uh-huh. uh, I dug about, uh, I don't know, maybe a foot and a half into the ground. And the area was maybe about uh, six <laughs> foot wide by like 10 foot long. And I was like, um, this is stupid. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I officially, I give up. I officially give up. And and you were probably using a proper shovel too, oh, right? Fuck yeah. I may have actually been using one of those folding like military style shovels, knowing oh, knowing dude, me. Then you had the then you had the authentic experience. Yeah, of yeah. Fucking digging a fox in hole. shale. Oh god, dude! Like if You're I laid down me. on it, if I laid down in it, I could almost not see over the top of it. <laughs> But I, so so basically, I quit really early into the thing, and I was just like, "This isn't for me. I can't do it." <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I, but even still, like like I would I would be like if I found a secret. Like I know that in my house that there's a little wall space in the like that goes between the room that I'm in now and my in my bedroom. Like there's an area that's like empty space there. I thought like, oh, wouldn't that be cool if I could like open that up and climb through there. Or something. Reality is, I would probably fall through the ceiling into my downstairs and break my fucking ribs. But you know, it's, it's just—it's it's, it's insane. Like that's that's one of like my favorite things is is secret passages and stuff like that. It's just I'm obsessed I, with. I it. think that's partially inspired by Scooby Doo. Probably, probably, and and Indiana Jones and stuff like that. You know. Yep. And uh, the game Clue. Yeah, archaeology has always been something I've been interested in, but onto my story, which has nothing to yes. do with any of that. <laughs> so my story is about a sex worker, and I'm going to preface this by saying I have no issue with sex workers that are legitimate. I don't think that it's for anybody under the age of 18, obviously. And and everything, but if you're careful and regulated and everything, like say out in Las Vegas and stuff, what's what's you know what's the harm? You're providing a service. That's my opinion. Whether okay. whether whether, whether uh, you agree with me or not, I have a question. Yeah, may may I ask a question? Sure. Um, uh, so when you say legitimate, meaning legal? Yes. Okay. Okay. I I, I say legitimately meaning legal, as in. Um, this lady here wasn't one of those one of those types uh, that I know of, but I guess escort services are legal, but prostitution isn't. So it's kind of a fine line. I I don't yeah. quite, I don't quite it's know. Fuzzy. It's a very yeah. fuzzy line. Um, yeah. like I like my vaginas, but um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, happened. This happened when I was working at the hotel. It's another hotel story, and uh, we noticed a uh, rather. Um, buxom 
maybe I'll say voluptuous. I don't want to... Like, she was a, a larger persuasion uh, lady getting onto the elevator. Just happened to notice her because when she got on the elevator, she did take up a large part of the doorway. And I was like, oh, she looks like she might be uh, here to visit somebody. But whatever, that's not my business. You know, I don't care. About, uh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes later, one of the uh, guys who was in maintenance called over the radio and was like, you guys got to get up here to the 8th floor. And we're like, I'm like, give me a call on the phone. Like, you can't talk about it. Why? He's like, I can't talk about it over the radio. So he calls me and he's like, there are two people up here very, very loudly going at it. And I'm like, oh boy. Like, this was kind of a thing that on third shift you get bored sometimes. Uh, they had a TV where they could check and see if there was any, uh, like, make sure that the, um, I think it was called LodgeNet, if I'm not mistaken. It was like a in-house video system where you could rent videos. And they would call and, like, if they found porn or something like that. Because the one system, you could only see porn. Then they had one that you could actually see what people were surfing on the internet. And you'd be amazed uh, that there were some religious people that were having a meeting and they were looking at uh, naked boys and stuff like that. I'm not even kidding. It's real. Jesus fucking Christ. But, um, you know, that was that was kind of the thing. If there was something there that we could get our, our jollies and laugh about or something, you know, we, we, you would call one another. The worst part about it was that every now and again, they'd be like, yeah, come on down here and you'd be watching a movie and there would be this pair of lips going down on a dick. And then they would zoom out, and it was two dudes. And uh, <laughs> like, I'm not saying the worst part. Like, like it didn't it didn't disgust me, but everybody, like other people, were like, oh, dude, I don't want to fucking see that. And then hilarity oh, so would ensue. Yeah, because it, yeah. Was, it was unexpected. Exactly. Nobody warned you. It got to the point where nobody trusted anybody anymore. <laughs> Understandably. So we get up yeah. to this room. And this was the funniest sex-related thing I'd ever heard. No, nothing, nothing sad. Nobody begging for anything or anything like that. All I can hear is, "Oh yeah, Tony, you like that pussy? You like that pussy, Tony? You want to eat that pussy?" And the only thing I could think at that moment was to yell, and I didn't do it, obviously. But I'm like, "Tony, Tony, don't eat that pussy! Don't eat it!" Don't eat it. <laughs> you know? Like, don't do that. Unless you're wearing a dental dam. Do not put your mouth on that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm outside, like, like yelling it like that. I'm like, don't do it, Tony. Like, just doing it, like, you know, in a hushed tone. Because I know he can't hear me. And then I hear her about, I don't know, maybe two or three minutes later. I tried not to stay very long because it was kind of weird. The voyeuristic thing was kind of embarrassing. But uh, I yeah. hear her going, oh, God, Tony, oh, I love your big black snake. Oh, feed that snake to me. Like doing shit like that. And that was when I had to leave. <laughs> that was when I had to leave because I was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I am done here. But that was probably... Uh, next to the time that I heard the girl going to town with the vibrator at like five o'clock in the afternoon was probably the funniest uh, sex related thing that I heard. <laughs> I guess when you got to get off, you got to get off. Tony, Tony, I think provided more of a service for her than she did for him. I, I really believe that. Like he Tony went at it. Tony, if you're out there and that was actually the name that she said, if you're out there, buddy. Good job. Way, way to give it. Way to give it a go. Way to yeah, give it a go, yeah, man. Great job, man. You fucking, you did it. We all heard. There's a group of us out there cheering you on yeah. and trying to warn you. 
All right, that's that's all I got. No, Tony, no. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, Tony, don't eat that pussy. Don't do it. <laughs> Tony, Tony, your face and mouth and tongue will have oh god, warts. Yeah, everywhere. I'm like, you know, if everything's clean and everything's good, sure, eat away, buddy. But I I don't know that that yeah, was the situation. But how can you know? Yeah, I don't know that that was yeah. the situation. Uh, so I, I I tried and hoped that my hushed tones would would fall on his ears in a way that he would hear, but uh, I know he didn't. I know he didn't. And yeah. the funny thing was the the maintenance guy that was up there, like they were in the first room off of the ice machine and soda machine, and they were making noise. So we went in and unplugged the machines. That's that's how into this everybody was. <laughs> Such perverts. <laughs> Oh my god, that's ridiculous. We were such perverts. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean that was that was hell, that was probably at this point at least um probably fifteen plus years ago. So I've matured a lot since then. Yeah. Yeah. Now if I hear haven't, people haven't having we, sex y'all? it's when I'm listening to myself in my room. Or when you're watching porn. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not I don't do, I don't do that with sound on a lot. Sex. I don't do the sound on a lot. I like to I like to do that silently because then there's no chance of you getting caught, um, you know, because you didn't hear somebody coming into the room. That's a good. Yeah, point. yeah. Or or maybe one yeah. earbud in and the ear that's facing the door, not with anything in, yeah. or empty, as other people might say it. I kind of overexplained that one. <laughs> <laughs> And I let you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, sometimes... <laughs> I permitted it. <laughs> sometimes it's best when I'm on the trail or something just to let me go off the rails a little bit. It's, it just, it works, you know? So, I've been, not to get political or anything, but I've been reading a lot about um, Matt Gates lately. And how could you not... Unless you've had you know, your this, head buried in the sand literally somewhere, right. yeah. Well, I mean, I get people who don't get, aren't into politics or aren't into news. I used to be one of those people. You know, it, 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 I don't know what changed or when it changed. All I know is that now I'm fucking obsessed with news. I'm fucking obsessed with, with, with politics in particular. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so I'm following all this Matt Gaetz shit and... I'm a fan of MMA. I'm. I've mentioned that before. I'm not like one of these people who can tell you who what what fighter did what or whatever. I just know that I like a good fight. <laughs> You're like I'm a fan, but I don't know shit about it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so maybe I'm not a fan because that's short for fanatic. But I I am a I enjoy MMA. Yeah, I enjoy MMA. I have a casual that's interest fair to in say. it. Say you have a casual interest yeah. in it, and, and I'm and I'm 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 going to leave you be on that one. All right. I have a casual interest in MMA. Kind of like I have a casual interest in cooking shows. You know. Okay. I don't know shit, yeah. but I like watching them sometimes. Yeah. Almost as a passive thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, um, well, maybe for the cooking show. I don't know that you can passively watch an MMA fight. It's kind of I feel like uh, yeah, I feel like that might be like... Kind of that'd be like saying I passively watched a lion eat some guy on the street yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel anything towards it. I was just like, 
Blah. Whatever. <laughs> so, what this all amounts to, if you hadn't maybe guessed, is how would a fight go down between Matt Gates MMA style fight with Matt Gates versus say Ted Cruz? <laughs> how would that go down? I just imagine the um, saddest. Like they're running towards each other, and like swinging, and nothing's happening because I I can I can seriously imagine, and and not making noises like that because I'm saying they're feminine or anything. I'm saying that neither one of them know how to throw a punch. Right, 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 right. Because neither one of them has ever had to really fight for anything, you know. So they're right. like, no, I, don't, I mean, I've never had to fist fight anybody in my life, surprising as that may be, because I have a fucking huge mouth. And, and a large and an attitude to go with it most of the time. I've never had to fist fight, but I still know how to punch. Like if I had to punch, bro, I'd be on it. But I imagine those guys like like they'd be like throwing staplers and shit at each other, and like and yeah. like running away yeah. and trying to climb up a wall. But I imagine they don't know how to climb anything either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm thinking cage match for these guys. Oh yeah, you'd have to because that's the only way you could contain them. Yeah, yeah. Like if it was just an open um, an open. Uh, uh, you know, octagon with no, with no nothing. You know, to keep them in there, oh, they they fucking run, run off. Yeah, they'd run off. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> they'd together. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to let's examine though for a moment the potential like f- stats, if you will, of each contestant, <laughs> like like style of fighting, attitude. I see. Is is I is see ugly Gates. vampire a style of fighting? Because that would be Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> ugly vampire. Yeah. Well, um, break that down for me. Let's examine uh, that. Well, what, is, what does that entail? I think that one of his greatest uh, physical attributes for for his fighting is that he has like the worst mullet you've seen. Since like 1998, <laughs> and that is it's it's repulsive enough that it's hard to look at. So you got to kind of oh, you got to kind of squint a little bit, and that's definitely to his advantage. Yeah, 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 because it takes your uh, attention away yeah. from. And I imagine he he's gonna bite. He's gonna bite. That's why you know the vampire part comes in. Not only does he look kind of like a vampire, because he's pasty and like he just has a face like fucking Eddie Munster. But uh, I imagine he also he has the bite. That's that's a defense for him. He has the bite. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it his whole life. <laughs> right, biting <just> people. <laughs> he's second nature. People, yeah, people in hushed tones are like, "Don't fucking invite Ted Cruz. He's a biter." <laughs> the last time we ran out of those cocktail weenies. It was pandemonium. <laughs> he took off somebody's fingers. You know, it's like that, that's oh the way God. that's the way they speak in hushed tones. As he's not big at dinner parties. That's what I've heard. Oh my <laughs> God, that's hilarious, dude. So, all right, so we've got that, and then Matt Gates. I'm thinking Matt Gates. First of all, is exactly the kind of guy who would immediately try to kick you in the balls. Oh yes, yeah. he would talk a. 
fucking fucking shit like nobody's business. He would talk so much shit with that evil, ugly little face of his, that misshapen goblin face of his. And, and well, what, what and about the hair? I'm sure that's got to play a part the, in it too. Oh my god, the hair is getting worse and worse. He's turning into like George Tosakalos or something <laughs> like that. I just know that that shit looks like a fucking helmet on top yeah, of his head. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. I think I actually I saw it on express... fuck my on, on our fuck my shit up on Reddit the other day, and uh, people was, the person was like, "Yo, give me the Matt Gates," and that's what he ended up with. <laughs> that's what he ended up with. Oh my god, it's so robotic. <laughs> he looks like a cyborg. Now. He might be. I don't know, man. That guy is is pure evil. They both are. And, I mean, I can't express my hatred for either oh, one of them enough. Don't forget about the slime trail that they both emit. Oh, yeah, they that's true. To. Is that going to... Now, does that make them, the, the ring, more slippery for each other? I think that or the two of sticky? them... I think that it, it, there could be a viscosity difference between them. Uh, that's okay, the first so time anybody's ever is... said viscosity difference talking about a fight. Um, <laughs> but I think that the two of them maybe are able to adapt relatively easily because they both deal with that constantly. Uh-huh. And I think personally that Ted Cruz smells like a dirty football equipment locker. You know what the difference is, I think? Ted Cruz oozes. And oh, that's yeah. not meant to be like a joke, like a pun. He just happens to ooze. Does, does, does Matt Gates where, squirt where, like one of those fucking lizards? Uh, he slimes. Hmm. So he, 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 he kind of slides along and it just comes out the yes. on the bottom. It comes out of the bottoms of his feet like... <laughs> he's kind of like a silver surfer, only gross and slimy. And not cool at all. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have to put and him in a cage then, because you'd have to be able to contain him from just sliding his way out through the air. <laughs> <laughs> he also isn't the ward of God. I can't even think of who who it is. Galactus, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Galactus. <laughs> like he he rolls up and he's like. Behold, I am the Silver Surfer, and I represent Galactus. <laughs> yes, you can tell that I've read the source material. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I, I can't even. Um, I, and I assume that the other thing is he, when he comes into the ring, he's already he's outraged, and nobody knows why. He doesn't even know why. He's just angry about <laughs> everything. And Ted Cruz Matt, is like, you mean Matt Gates? about everything he's whining about everything like the annoyance he's factor kinda, on both of them is is just amazing you know what ted cruz is like he's like a mixture of peewee herman and uh the character pat from saturday night live <laughs> so he'd be like the kind of guy that blows a load on the back of your head in the adult theater and goes Ew. you know like that <laughs> yeah sure why not <laughs> That's the thing that I think of with the two of them. Although Paul Rubens, uh, you know, is still a pretty interesting dude. I, I don't yeah. want to know anything more about the other two, though. 
No, I'm kind no, of, no. I'm kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, watching them fight, no, if just, they actually were forced to fight, I think we would also have to invent a ring that would close in on itself so mm-hmm. that if they refuse to fight, you kind of force them together. No, there needs to be They're either going to kiss or fight. <laughs> there needs to be incentive. Yes, that's their opt-out. They can kiss if they if they and so we're not do. Just talking, so we're choose. not just talking a little peck. Right, it needs to be passionate. I want to see like full-on tonsil hockey, and not for any kind right. of enjoyment of sexual enjoyment or anything like that, because um, it would be the most repulsive fucking thing ever. You know how they say oh. like, "Oh, lots of babies are born because of the pandemic." They'd uh. say no babies were made this day because it grossed out uh. the entire world. People looked at oh that and God, went, that's "Oh, horrible. that's like the human equivalent of a maggot-filled bowl of dog food." You know, like that's exactly uh, what it makes everybody. And I mean, unless you get off on that kind of stuff, you know what I really that is fucking repugnant. You know what I'd really oh, like what a horrible to see? mental image. I'm gonna get off of these two, <laughs> not get off on them, get off of them for a moment. I'd like to see Jim Jordan have to wrestle an actual bear. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think that Jim should be naked. Oh, yeah. And probably yeah. have some honey or berries or something stuck somewhere. Uh, I'm sure you can figure fish out oil. where. Uh, Soak him in fish oil. I was thinking, Sa- actually, oil. you know, stuff something somewhere so the bear has to dig for it. Okay. Make it like the most intense fight you've ever seen if you're going to do it. You know, and I mean, this isn't something you're walking away from without having a rectum the size of a basketball. (laughs) That's actually the selling point. (laughs) You made me think of fucking, um, uh, oh God, what's it called? Road, uh, bad trip. (laughs) It's a, it's, um. It's a, a, a movie on Netflix by An, uh, Eric Andre, and there's this one scene where he goes to a zoo, <laughs> and he's tr- he's trying to impress this girl, so he get, tries to get a selfie with a gorilla, and the gorilla is very obviously somebody in a suit, you know. But it fucks his shit um, up. He f- he fucks him up bad, and then he rapes him. You see, I don't really like Eric Andre, but I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's such a fucking spectacle. He rapes him, and then he gets away. I just said I want to see Eric Andre get raped by a gorilla. What is wrong with my life? (laughs) It gets better, though. It gets better. So... Uh, on uh, Eric runs away and and then he realizes that he left his phone there with his selfie, <laughs> so he runs back in and then the fucking gorilla fucks him in the mouth and comes all over his face. <laughs> oh my god! And, and, and this uh, is something that he wrote. He was yes. like, "Guys, I got a fantastic idea." <laughs> I get ass fucked and raped by a gorilla and then then I have to go back and have seconds the gorilla mouth fucks me and blows his load all over me and they're like oh that's genius bro oh my god they wouldn't let me do this on two broke girls Although I would like to see Cat Denning nude. I'm gonna say it right now. Cat Denning? Yeah. Look up look her up. I don't look her up, bro. Is it 
K-A-T-T. Just K-A-T. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I, I don't need to say anything else. She, she I, Maybe she'll hear this and she'll be like, I'm not going to sue you for saying this, but you're right. It's fantastic. <laughs> she's, she's very purry. Yeah, and she's, and she's from PA. Oh, she's really? actually both the girls that were on that show on that two broke girls, which you didn't even apparently you don't know, but both the girls that were on that show are from are from uh, Pennsylvania, down around Philadelphia. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. You know what else is interesting? That, know- like Taylor Swift is from uh, what York or Lancaster or something. I don't fucking know. She's from she's from Pennsylvania too, though. Did you know that uh, Trent Reznor? First of all, his actual first name is Michael. Well, that's because he's awesome. Second of all, or maybe he's awesome uh, his because of dad, that. His dad owns a uh, very successful, like industrial piping and and uh, ventilation. That's system. why he got into industrial music. I don't huh, know if you knew that or be. not. Yeah, if his dad, Is if that, his dad you, had owned a rock and roll piping business, things might have turned out totally different. That was just I a really bad joke. That's all that was. I don't. I didn't yeah, know anything I was about it. I was, <laughs> was going to say I'm pretty sure you're giving me shit right I now. Am. But anyway, okay, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> he uh, he he. Like I actually saw one of their pieces of equipment when I worked for Kmart. Uh, up in the upper loft, there was this thing, and it said Resner. And we used to joke about it. And like years later, I discovered, oh yeah, yeah, that was his dad's huh. company. So his dad's company and, left a piece of equipment at Kmart? Well, had a piece installed, sure. Oh. They, Kmart bought it. Okay, I okay, I got it then. I was thinking like, you know, some kind of a tool and like they left it behind or something, you oh, know. No, yeah. no, no, no. It was an installation. It was like it was like ductwork or something like That's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you can know, be I like, like I knew a piece of ductwork that came from Trent Reznor's dad's business. <laughs> Well, I was robbed of the opportunity to meet Trent Reznor. My my mom uh, worked for the hospital, and mm-hmm. it just so happened that Chris Clouser she found his head in a jar. Uh, Chris Clouser, the uh, one of the, the the band members of Nine Inch Nails at the time, this was like in the nineties. Um, his dad worked for the same department my mom worked for. Wow. And I'm not going to name any names beyond that, but uh, so he and Trent were in town to do the Nine Snails tour with fucking Bowie, hmm. and I w- had tickets to that show, and they were in my mom's office, literally five minute drive from the house on a day I didn't work. Oh. And when she got home, she said, "Do you like Trent Reznor?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." She's like, yeah. So they were at the, <laughs> she, they were at the office today. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. And you were at the concert <laughs> screaming at somebody. You were at my mom's office today. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what is that fucking guy down there yelling? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the show was amazing. Uh, it was really sad to me that like, once Bowie got on stage, a lot of people left. But then I thought, well, now I can actually get up to the front. And I, I actually got lost in the pit for a while. Oh, that's terrible. Um, oh, yeah. It was kind of terrifying. But it wasn't like a bad pit. Like, well, no, I, 
Bad tit is a terrible choice. Plus, it sounds like Brad Pitt. It sounded like you said bad tit the second time. So, I don't think there is such a thing as a bad tit. No, I don't either. But, uh, uh, so, in a pit situation, normally it's like super high energy and people are beating the shit out of each yeah, other. Yeah, I've seen places them. And, you know, I've, I've fucking been in them. They, sometimes yeah, they're I a lot of fun, to be but in sometimes them because, they suck. Yeah, well, you know, I have a little claustrophobic and... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Being you would like hate a it. thirty rows deep into a fucking mosh pit and getting my ass handed to me and sweating half to death—not not really my my idea of fun. So I was at I was at a show and I was in the pit area, and I was <gasps> trying to get to. I was in a mosh pit at the Green Jello show. Yes, you were. So I have been in one. It was a much smaller, yes, more intimate one. And I switched heads dude, without knowing it. It was it was super authentic. It was one of the most... Off- dude, I'm saying that that show was one of the most authentic, like, proper punk shows I've ever been it to. It was awesome. One. It's literally... And in- the mosh pit was so fucking high energy and fun. Yeah. And no one was being a dick to anybody else it was great it was probably the best uh well it was it was the best show i've been to yeah yeah i think i would have to agree with that and i don't think i don't think alcohol played that much of a of a of a part in it although it did get me smoking again for a while well and uh i mean i'm sure that some of my behavior was dictated by the amount that i drank and uh it definitely played a role in the next day <laughs> Do you remember that fucking guy that was there? He was like this hyper ass little monkey dude, and he he at one point took his sh- fucking shoes off and ran into the pit, and went vaguely, screaming up the fucking stage. I vaguely remember that, but the one thing that it stands out in my mind the most remember the guy who was like looked psychotic and was standing in front of the stage, like listening to the bands that were playing before Green Jello was there. Oh, oh he looked oh, he looked like he was staring. gonna kill somebody. Yeah, he was just smiling and staring and not moving at all. And I remember him not smiling at one point also. So yeah. I don't know what was going on with that dude, but he never, Wasn't he he never did anything. Hat? I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I thought, I thought he was wearing a hat. Maybe I put that in my head because I automatically kind of equate. I also remember um, the, the dorky. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. I was going to say, I automatically equate uh, people who wear, like, certain types of headwear with being creepy. Well, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like a fedora, you know, like a fedora. At, a, yeah, at a punk show? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I would understand a Viking I, helmet at a, at a punk show. I almost said porn show. What the fuck's wrong with me? Um, porn but, show. Uh, but a uh, fedora, I don't think that's acceptable. Or, like, like I guess a bowler hat might work. Might. Uh, I have a friend. I was just talking to them today, uh, who I I was I was giving him, you know, uh, I was giving him praise because I found it amazing how uh, easily he was able to take on certain fashions um, and just rock them with pure confidence. Mm. Um, and one of his things is he likes to wear hats. And I was saying today in a Facebook post that um, I, I I have um, had a dream that I was trying on all these different hats for like a long time and none of them looked good on me. 
And when I woke up, I was like, dude, why the hell would my dreams waste my time telling me shit I already know? Like, why the fuck? What a fucking waste of a good dream. I could have had a dream about sex or something, you know? What the fuck? Bullshit ass dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my fucking subconscious decided to remember for me. Yeah. Oh, this is important. That was. Uh, <laughs> you need to know you don't look good in hats. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of rough. Your subconscious yeah, yeah, is yeah. kind of a dick. Uh, it it is, is a dick. It really is. Like go through yeah, puberty it's kind again. Of a dick. You know. You, you know. You know. What, another memory from that show though that stands out for me was me talking to the drummer to that one band and being like, "Dude, you were awesome." And I remember. That I thought a selling point for me was to tell him that I could sew things for him if he wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, if you was ever that? need a fucking tailor to sew some shit for you, I'm on it. And to his, uh, was... to his, you know, to him being nice, he was like, yeah, man, we might be able to use that someday. <sighs> yep. Well, I'm sure he's heard much weirder things. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. Too. Yeah. It was... It was a genuine expression of interest, and I'm sure he appreciated the hell out of it, even if it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> even if it was a really strange, out-of-left-field kind of thing. Yeah, well, it was. That, that <laughs> no two ways from, about that. From, from you being drunk as a skunk that night. Yeah, I was, I was hammered. <laughs> Me too. I, Me I too. vaguely remember going home and um, and, like... I got I got like nothing after a certain point until the next day at some point when I was like I felt like I got run over by a truck. <laughs> Everything <laughs> smells and tastes disgusting to me and I want to die. <laughs> Was kind of how I felt <laughs> the next day and I'm like I'm never doing that again. To my, you know, to my credit, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you kind of you get swept up in the moment. And, uh, and 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 then you, you drink too much. Oh, you yeah, know? And, and it was a fucking great time. Yeah, you know? using, using my birthday as an excuse. No, that was that was an awesome that was an awesome night. Even even though I think we walked more in that one evening that I had walked in in months in any one given day. The food was awesome, yeah. and the mm-hmm. beer was good at the place we ate at. And yep. um, uh, the name of that place is <sighs> it just came into my head and it popped right back out of my head. Uh, JB JP Love Drafts. Yes, I was going to say it, JB. It was something having JB to do with, Love, yeah, with like Lovecraft. I remember that. I hope they're still open yeah, after JB this Love, pandemic. They are. No, they've been very active this whole time. They're being very careful for a while. It was just outside seating and takeout. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that the things are changing a little bit. They have completely re- retrofitted their bar with like paneling all around the bar so that there's no contact. There's paneling between the seats. It's all opaque, but it, uh, you can sit at the bar and be completely isolated from everybody nice. else. Yeah. So they are really on top of like the regulations and, and, and still making it possible to it go like into the a bar. The food was awesome. The drink was awesome. The only thing I remember that was not awesome was trying to get ketchup. <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah, that every bottle of ketchup, ketchup was empty. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, didn't he even say, like, yeah, we have a problem with ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember there was a bit of conversation with the bartender about yeah. that. I was like, what, are people drinking fucking shots of it or something? <laughs> oh, man, we got to do a slammer. Oh, fucking rock that Bro, shit. Bro, what's the craziest shit in here that anybody's ever slammed? And he's like, uh, I don't know, Worcestershire sauce? And he's like, I'll do you one better. I'm going to throw <laughs> down a shot of ketchup. Have I ever told you this story about how I got uh, accidentally caused my uh, uh, above ground swimming pool to explode? I don't think you have, to be honest. I mean, why would I okay, lie to you so, about that, though? That'd be weird. <laughs> so, my dad got the idea one day that we should have a pool. I remember the so pool. So we go yeah. out to Lowe's. We go out to Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever. And uh, whatever existed as as a you know good hardware store at that point in the in in in, in the age of the eighties. Oh 80s. boy, you're talking about the eighties. I mean, that was right. probably like your neighborhood ace. Yeah, exactly. Something, Something like, like, that. like that. Yeah, there weren't any. There weren't really big box. Uh, not around here anyway. Not really any big right. box uh, hardware stores like that. Right, right. Um, so we would go. Uh, we, we went to go get this fucking pool and set it up. And my dad forgot to get sand. Mm. He's like, well, fuck it. We'll just put the we'll just put the liner and I don't see the point in having sand anyway. By the way, above ground pools just, are the worst fucking thing to set up. I oh, think God, ever. they're a pain in yeah. the ass. Yeah. Yeah. They suck. The bigger, the worst, the bigger they are, the worse they are to set up, too. I have, it's like a balancing act. I have stories, act honey. I know. <laughs> we, I, I'm just saying, man, man, you try and set up one of those pulls, basically like a big wobbling razor sharp piece of metal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And uh, it sinks yeah. into everything. It sinks in like yeah. if, you, if you do put sand underneath of it, you're fucked. I'm going to have to tell a story about that. But you know what? I just looked at the clock here and that's going to have to be a story for another time because we are out of time. Thank you for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like that bear is going to fucking give it to Jim Jordan. It's going to be <laughs> ugly, and he's going to end up with a prolapsed rectum. <laughs> or Eric Andre, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Bye. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah!